Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Joining you tonight is Ian. It's Bonnie. And Mark. Eight counts, all eight counts guilty yeah. uh, today, unfortunately. We will be appealing in this uh, Crypto 6 case. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty frustrating to see this, especially after... It was a lot of optimism, I think, after the the defense and after, yeah, after the, the entire trial. Yeah. There was a lot of optimism because the prosecution didn't prove anything. They didn't show no, evidence didn't. for anything. No, nope, they really didn't. I didn't. I, I agree. I sat out there. I thought that uh, they 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 put out a bunch of facts and then didn't do a great job of weaving them together. I do think that uh, Seth did a pretty good job of weaving them together on the uh, last day. Apparently, a good enough do- uh, mm-hmm. job. And, you know, I... But not to prove something, right? Just to make a story that if you believe his version of the story and to make his assumptions, then yep. you, maybe you could call him guilty. But I, I don't disagree in evidence. any way. I'm just saying that when you lose, the best thing to do is to be the bigger man. And, um, you know, it's sad. I'm sad. Um, I'm gut punched. I'm gobstopped. I really hate it. And um, I want it to not be true, but you know they they won. Yeah, they sure did. The Congratulations! Jury, the jury bought the story, and uh, it's it's a shame. And they it's not even just a matter of buying a story. I'm I'm not even giving them that. They found you guilty of not paying taxes, knowing you had a burden to pay taxes. Meanwhile, the FBI, I mean, the IRS never even messaged you even once. That's true. And you are a church. So it's more than just that. They just don't like you. They wanted to make you guilty. And um, there was at least one woman hater on the jury. So A woman Woman hater? hater? I meant to say man hater. Man hater. She went and smiled at Ian at the end. Hmm. How could you tell? Does she have a mask on? Uh, You can tell when someone's smiling. All right. Fair enough. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, there's really not much to say. We obviously can't talk about the, uh, the appeal. But it is going to happen. Yeah, say that much. There's appeals, uh, and they they will be on points of law, and yeah. you know, obviously, you can't. Yeah, we we know they're listening. They're very clearly oh, yeah. listening. They talk about it every day. They hello, talk about- hello, Georgina. Could you please uh, go after the FBI agent that pulled the wires out of the back of my broadcast jacket? Yeah, she'll get right on. I'm that. still <laughs> bitter about that. I mean, I still feel like he compromised the First Amendment rights of a half a million Americans when he did that. Yeah. Yeah. She'll get right on that. Well, she doesn't actually listen and then play exactly what you said in full context. She just makes it sound like you said something you did. She picks one word out and then says, oh. And then creates something about it, um, you know, or or fabricates something around a word. Yeah. Like, actually, today, she just straight up lied. When she was trying to argue to the judge that Ian should be put into prison today, she told him, Ian got on his radio show this week and said that he knew he wasn't supposed to contact Melanie Neighbors, but he did. And yeah, that just never true. happened. That, yeah, that He didn't that, say that. That is a full-on um, non-factual statement. Right. Because you, I remember I remember the situation. You're like, I, th- I think I can talk to her. You caught more scammers than every FBI <laughs> agent that entered that courtroom combined. That's a fact, but they don't want any. They don't want to know about that. They don't want to hunt those people down because they know how difficult it is to get them. Uh, do you want to hear the FBI or the Department of Justice press release that they put out today? Yeah, I do. Please. Got that here. Uh, so, according to them, this was released earlier today. Ian Freeman convicted on all counts relating to Bitcoin money laundering scheme. U.S. Attorney. Jane E. Young announced that a federal jury convicted Ian Freeman, 42, of Keene, 
on all counts of money laundering, conspiracy to launder money, operation on unlicensed money transmitting business, and tax evasion. Uh, there was also, by the way, a conspiracy to money launder in there as well. And a conspiracy to uh, oh, money they transmit. Mentioned that. Sorry, they, they did mention that. Yeah, the other one was conspiracy to uh, money transmit. According to uh, trial exhibits and witness testimony during the 10-day trial, Freeman laundered over $10 million in proceeds of romance scams and other internet frauds. By That's not according to evidence. That's according to something somebody suggested may be true. Uh, by exchanging U.S. dollars for Bitcoin, by failing to register his business with the Financial <laughs> Crimes Enforcement Network. Because that would have changed anything right, about was... the scammers that they didn't even attempt to go after when they had good information on them. Yeah, and I love the idea that they brought up over and over the um, um, these other places that sell Bitcoin. Come on, you know the scammers are using things like Coinbase. Mm-hmm. What would have stopped any one of these ladies, or the, in, in some cases scam men, victims, you mean? scam victims, from... Going to uh, Coinbase, mm-hmm. registering, and buying Bitcoin with wired money. Nothing at all. They would show their ID, and the scammer would have told them to go to the bank and send a wire to the exchange and walk them through that uh, that procedure. Yeah, nothing would have changed it. No. Uh, and again, there. This is all obviously can, there. Go ahead. Now, now that we're at this, can you answer the question for me? Why is it? That the rates on local Bitcoin are higher than rates on, say, Coinbase or Kraken. This was a point that Seth, uh, the prosecutor, made today over and over again. And I don't know the answer. You weren't there the day that he randomly chose a purchase and said, look, the rate on that is 2%. What's that? That's that's 2%. That's 8% less than 10%. It was just some random one. It's not... Like he found, looked up and found the average rate on Kraken. Where was Kraken. The, this two percent? The two percent rate on Kraken. He looked at a bunch of purchases from Kraken, chose a random one, mm-hmm. and said two percent. Said, "Uh, well, see, you paid two percent for this one. It, it's only if you're buying like a whole bunch at once Kraken that would be, would be less so than small. 2%. It would be like a uh, two tenths of a percent or something. Like in that, in yeah. that one that he said, but so I'm can just you saying, explain it? it's not average." Well, they certainly act like they're, uh, everybody who was brought up on that witness stand was a victim of you. That's yeah, what they ridiculous. act like. Even though they'll straight up say, they'll they'll say it that I didn't victimize anyone in these counts, but they say that I was involved in some sort of money laundering scheme without presenting any evidence of that whatsoever. The, the people so. on the jury probably just went, I'm sad that these old people lost their money. Like, I am too. Mm-hmm. But it sucks. doesn't mean... Punished whoever you see in front of you well, and hope that did. that makes it better. It's not, it didn't make those people better. No, the FBI is not. not even helping them no, actually the F- get their money back. The FBI admitted they're not investigating uh, most of the scam artists. I wonder well, if the jury... It'll help them. They'll get 10% back or, or thereabouts uh, by restituting all those victims uh, 10% of the money. They're not. They're not, the they're not doing that. That's what I was going to say. I, I wonder that. if the jury knows that no matter, even if Ian had to give the government a hundred trillion dollars, they're not going to give any of it to the scam victims. That they already explained that in uh, Renee and Andy and nobody's zero restitution. There's zero sentencing. restitution in the, in this case, mm-hmm. and yep. they didn't name those people as victims. They named the banks as victims right. earlier on in a motion they filed months ago. Okay, well, I'll bet you the jury thought that. Yeah, I bet they did. They thought a lot of things that the feds wanted them to think. And uh, and now, you know, sentencing comes up in uh, in April. We are going to appeal this. We're going to try to stay out of jail uh, throughout the appeal. It's a possibility. 
however, I'm now cranked up on the bail conditions. So as, as you, if you've been listening to the show since the raid on our home, the insane raid attack on our home in March of 2021, then you know that once I got out of jail on, uh, on $200,000 bail in June of that year or late May, uh, at that point, they had an ankle monitor on me and all kinds of, you know, I couldn't leave the house without having a schedule put in. And it took us the bulk of a year to finally get rid of that. I think actually over a year to get rid of that ankle monitor. And it's been nice having it yeah, off. It was over a year. I think you got in it like in August June. or June off. Or July or something. Yeah, you, you got it on in June, but you got it off yeah. in like August Correct. the next year. Something like that. Uh, so it's been nice having that off. Uh, in in this case today, they uh, the judge ordered me again to be on electronic monitoring, which means spyware is coming back on to my computer and my phone. Prosecution was very particular about that, so the yeah. judge didn't forget. Yeah, even though there's been no evidence of the concern is he's going to keep doing money laundering or something like that. Even though there's been no evidence whatsoever in the last you know year and a half or whatever of me doing anything in regards to well uh, to that. What they were upset with at one point was um you know there was a, an account that uh, Bonnie did some work on and you know they decided that you did that. Twelve people in the state of New Hampshire decided you money laundered because they got sad that mm-hmm. some old people lost money. Yeah. And I understand why they would get sad. I was sad, too. But money laundering didn't occur. The opposite of money laundering occurred. And all one had to do was look at the evidence to to, to right. see it. But the case was good enough. I mean, I was gobstopped that this money laundering um, of, of all of them. Here I was sitting in the courtroom. Count one. Guilty. Guilty. Count two. Guilty. Now, these are the money money transmitting. And of the ones that I expected him to be found guilty of, those were the ones I I found most likely. That's one of the more confusing on the law point kind of charges. And, you know, my expectation was that the next several charges would be (laughs) not guilties. Um, you nope. know, there's another six charges. I figured we're going to have not guilties in here because they those those uh, you know those charges didn't make sense to mm-hmm. me. And they said on money laundering count three, guilty. I'm just like, what? How could they say that a person who said I can't knowingly sell you Bitcoin was saying wink wink nod nod go ahead and buy Bitcoin at my machine? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how the law works. Yeah, there need, it needs to be actionable. You know, like, it needs to, to have occurred. And it didn't. Yeah. And after that, the next time he came up to him and asked him uh, if he can use his machine, he said, I can't tell you you can do that. And, and it's he just, said, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it, maybe it'd be one thing if he said, I'm going to do it anyway, and you were, just didn't say anything. But he agreed not to, yeah, it sounds he like. He sure did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, it's... Uh, it's a sad day. You just have to be wanting to punish Ian to say the, that those things are guilty. I believe we have Joa from Breaking the Flaw on the line with us here. Joa, welcome. Oh, I just wanted to call in and uh, just say I'm very disappointed about what happened today. Yeah. I'm usually on a Thursday night, so that's why I wanted to call in. Thank you. And the usual listeners. And, um, but yeah, and uh, uh, I'm glad to see that you're free, free-ish, free uh i mean i mean like not locked up you know um but um i hope the best for your appeals and um 
yeah, um, I'm trying to make it to all those as well. <laughs> well, thank um, you. I appreciate that. It, it may be quite a long time before an appeal gets heard at the First Circuit Court, as I understand it. Uh, there's sure. a, quite a delay. It could be a, you know another year before that happens. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know if you're allowed to talk about all that and stuff, but um, I, I do want to compare this to something, and I, I made a tweet uh, earlier, uh, and this has to do with Sam Bankman, mm-hmm. um, how – how um, he is, uh, you know, able to post bail right away, you know, um, and he's out free. You weren't able to do that. Oh, yeah, that's um, a good point. They yeah. fought against him being able to post bail for, what, three months? Right. If somebody's economically dangerous in the world, it's Sam Bankman freed. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's provable. You know, it's like the facts are already out there. Everyone knows that it's, you know, he funneled money and everything like that. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's a wild situation here, like with the FBI, you know, targeting the wrong people. And then, uh, yeah, they're going after Bankman, but there's a good chance that he's going to get off on all this. And um, he does have same bail conditions uh, or similar conditions where he is ankle monitored and um, and forced to, to be uh, in home confinement in mm-hmm. California at his mom's place. Oh, um, OK, I thought he flew into Cal- to New York. He did, and then he flew out in his private jet <laughs> to California. Wow. Um, so, yeah. You mean I'm the sure. people he ripped off's for private jet? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a good They way took to put everything it. they could get of Ian's. Mm-hmm. Everything right. but his home, basically. Well, that, yeah. So, I guess Bankman put his estate uh, up for collateral, uh, similar to what you had done. and uh, It was his parents. They, he used his parents' house? That's what it says here, according <laughs> to according oh to CNBC. God. Did he buy them the house? I, I don't know, no, but according to... Uh, well, how can you use sorry, how can you use someone else's property for anybody collateral? Can post anybody can post that bond. So likely oh. his parents posted bond for him. Your vision of what God is may differ from mine, and mm-hmm. I understand that. Just go ahead and work with this statement as best you can. Um, this one's this one's for me, you know, so that I can work through. You know, God has a plan, and if this being that created all that we can see, all of the known universe, and all the unknown universe, and everything, the dark matter, if this being wants a thing to occur, it must be for a reason. And the things that are come out of that thing, whatever that is, um, are presumably for the best for those who, you know. It's it's not even presumably. It's you can know that it's for the best. That's just what evolution is. It's that the things that God chooses, God's will is love and love is just higher and higher evolution. And I, I really think that um, the only thing, the only way um, out is through this and the only way is up. And, yeah, I and agree. if you were God. You wouldn't ask little hairless monkeys running around on the planet, uh, you know, living their lives. They're they're short. They're 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 instantaneous lives. Mm. How they how you should run things. Mm -hmm. You know, you would run it the way that you need to run it in order for the best things to happen. And, you know, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And Ian did what Ian thought was best, which is and, and, you know, the church was behind him on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is to say, I was behind him on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked, can I use, can, can, the, can the church spread Bitcoin since Bitcoin is a sacrament of the church 
It's a uh, peaceful and just currency. And I said yes, Mm -hmm. because this is so. And he did what he thought was best. And, you know, maybe the consequences of that, you know, maybe we made mistakes. I don't know the answer. I can't say. But I can say that if you're if you think you're doing the right thing and you're trying to do the right thing, the vast majority of the time things will work out for the best. And if this is the best, this is the best. Ron Paul has this story that we talked about briefly two nights ago, and we never really got into the meat of it, where he's talking about this so-called mother of all economic crises. This is published over at the Ron Paul Institute at ronpaulinstitute.org, citing Nouriel Roubini, the former advisor to the International Monetary Fund, who is calling uh, this current situation the mother of all economic crises. And Ron Paul explains that the Fed has been trying to eliminate price inflation with a series of interest rate increases. So far, these rate increases have not significantly reduced price inflation, and that's because rates remain at historic lows. Yet the rate increases have had negative economic effects, including a decline in the demand for new homes. Increasing interest rates make it impossible for many middle- and working-class Americans to afford a monthly mortgage payment. Hold on. Um, So, I mean, obviously... If you're dealing, you can't print a bunch of money, which is what happened. Yes. Um, you know, the the numbers differ. It's, it's difficult to know, but I think that it's fair to say half of all money that has been created from the United States since its inception, mm-hmm. this thing we call the U.S. dollar, the Federal Reserve note, half of them were created since January 2020. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And... If you double the money supply, necessarily prices must go up. They're going to go up, right? for sure. Because there may be, in, in two years' time, going on three now, um, you will see more things made, mm-hmm. and thus it doesn't necessarily mean that it will go, uh, if you double the money supply, that prices will double. But they're going to go close to that, and... Because there's only so many things out there. There's only so many cars. Price of produce apparently has gone up 80% in the last year. In the last month? No, it was 30% uh, it, in it was November. 30%. Yeah, sorry. Well, wow, that's still a lot. That is yeah. a lot. It, well, that's because it still costs a lot of money to grow vegetables, and there's yeah. no government subsidies for those. But, I mean, you know, there's, there's basically as many cars in America right now as there were in January 2020. Mm-hmm. There are They're, government subsidies for Vegetables, in fact, it ruins them and makes Which the vegetable price... are you talking about? Well, definitely corn. Corn is not a vegetable. Corn well, is a grain. Well, okay, a grain. Okay. And so there's grains... no for like regular vegetables? <laughs> right. Uh, grain, the subsidies are just, you know, they're, they're, they turn the fire hose on for grains, mm. but not for vegetables okay. generally. Um, so, the uh, there's about as many cars as there were in January 2020 as there are now in January 2023, and that means that Cars should be worth about twice as uh, what they're going to be. Now it hasn't. We haven't gotten there yet, mm-hmm. but that's kind of the point. The point is, is that they're raising the interest rates on money in order to restrict the money supply because that's how it works. Money is borrowed into existence by debt. The people that you, the 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 the, the mouth breathing dullards that you voted for and brought into existence, those people thought the best way to solve. The government weaponized common cold was to lock everybody in their houses and Mm -hmm. print a bunch of money. All right. So chickens roost, ladies and gentlemen. This is 
if you advocated for it, this is your problem of your creation. Yep, and now what do they got? A one point seven billion dollar uh, or trillion? Was it trillion? Yeah, one point seven trillion dollar uh, spending bill that they're working right. on. Right, they've got that, and of course they'll vote that into existence too. <laughs> oh, well, they'll argue about the fringes, but I mean right. the vast majority of it will go through. It's just like there are so many people that sat around getting six hundred dollars a week or whatever it was to not work, yeah. and th- if they want to complain about the prices of things, it's just like I don't even want to hear it from them. Yeah, yeah. how are they? Do- <laughs> you you had your vacation, mm-hmm. you had your paid vacation. How's it going and now? now? It's time to pay for it, yeah. and this is how it goes. And it's going to go this way again in the future, in your lifetime. If you think there's such thing as a free lunch, you're a fool, or you work for the government. One of the two, and that's you know. So the prices are going to continue to go up. It doesn't matter if they shut off every dollar. If they claw back 10% of the dollars, mm-hmm. prices are still going to go up. Yeah, that's a fact. And you've got to pay for it. You go out drinking all night long with your friends. You drink till 6 a.m. Then you're going to have a headache. Mm-mm. Now, here it is. It's time to convalesce. And the older you get, the harder it is to recover. Good luck. I've been saying for like months that the whole problem with the United States is that people truly don't believe that they live in a world of cause and effects. Right. It's not just this situation. It's like lots of different situations. Like the jury. I'm sorry. Taking it back to Ian's trial. Mm -hmm. The jury, they found Ian guilty of thought crimes, and they don't see how that might come back to haunt them. I don't know. Thought how crimes it's gonna, are illegal now. I don't know how it's necessarily going to haunt them either. But um, the people that were swind- or the people they love, the people that were swindled in this circumstance, clearly thought somehow that they could not do due diligence mm-hmm. and that things would work out. You know, in some cases, Ian was able to catch the the baddies. In a very few instances, mm-hmm. you were able to catch the baddies, and even knew that the baddies were doing bad things. But I know that in many cases. You thought these were your good customers. Yeah, that's right. And um, they had lied to me, those people. Yeah. You know, the, 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 many of those people on the stand lied, mm-hmm. and many of them continued to lie. They lied on the stand mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the questions that you asked them and things like that. And I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't that long ago that this happened. If these people believe all these details, but they don't remember you calling and asking, like, do you actually know your husband? I just don't believe that. I believe that they were told by the prosecution. They were like, this is going to be an issue. So you're going to say that when he he called, he just asked, do you want to... Why would you even do that? You don't... That's not... Uh, Seth Hipple said that that was proof to show a bank that you at least tried. There's no proof of a phone call. You can't be like, I can prove that I made this phone call. Well, you could if the records were available, and I'm sure the feds have them, but they didn't turn them over. You mean hmm. the audio recording? No, the call call logs. We got uh, Matt Roach on the line here with us here, normally with us on uh, some Thursday nights. Matt, you're, I think, uh, back home for uh, for Christmas with your mom, but uh, but welcome. What's He's up? one of those people you have to call him his first and last name for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you do, and I don't know why. Well, I mean, there's a lot of Matt's out there. But uh, first of all, I want to say, Ian, we love you. Oh, thanks, man. Very much. Appreciate it. And we support you to no end. You are probably... Yeah, you are the Jedi Master. I cannot believe how calm you stay through all of this. And, Indeed. And just you are, if there ever was a real church, it's yours. Oh, and, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, just, just walking your talk 
day in, day out, and you're one of the most respectable people I've ever known in my life. That's one of the most um, insulting parts about all this is the attack against the Shire Free Church that has gone yeah. on through this, where the feds have called it a quote-unquote purported uh, church and just basically made it out to be this. Even in his uh, closing statement, Seth Aframe, the prosecuting attorney, purposefully misstated what actually happened. He made it sound like the church was cooked up as uh, this sort of idea that came about after I had started uh, selling Bitcoin. It's like, no, that happened more than a year before, you know, the Bitcoin thing, that idea came. So it's like he completely had the order of operations incorrect. And he just straight up said it was a fake church. He he did do that. Uh, And it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the federal government themselves has uh, has granted 501c3 church status to the satanic temple which is a group of atheists so it's like right you know they can be a church they're yeah. not, they're not even they don't even believe in god you know so what else matt yeah. well um so i i want to know um first of all i want to say that that judge was clearly not impartial and that was a you know dead giveaway when he's when he referred to you as what do you say? I, I, I went online and I looked up what you people believe. Mm. <laughs> you people. You, you remember when he called you, you people? No, I don't. I actually didn't that. hear I that, but it. it's crazy. Yeah, I, I, went on, I, I, I looked into what you people believe or something like, like exactly. I remember you said you people. Whenever you hear the words you people come out of a federal judge's mouth, that's no longer an impartial judge. Mm-hmm. That's clearly. Well, he may know. not be impartial. But he seemed to have been the best judge that I've seen at a trial yet. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I won't I'll say at a trial. I would say at a federal trial, trial maybe. But there, there's been some in New Hampshire that have been literally pissed that they had to tell the person that they can go home and they did nothing wrong because they wanted to side with the cops so bad, but they just couldn't because it was not. The, it was against the law. This mm-hmm. judge had a. I think the judge had a duty to drop these charges as soon as the the, uh, prosecution rested and didn't prove anything. And he didn't, but absolutely not. Yeah. There's a question of whether, you know, there's, there's, this is a very big deal. Cryptocurrency is not a small deal and this doesn't have, I don't think this case has anything to do with, I mean, it might have a little bit of, you know, byproduct uh, to do with Ian. So when that central bank digital currency comes out, which it is, it will, as soon as they get, you know, the masses up to speed on how digital currency works, um, that's exactly what they're going to do. The answer to that is privacy coins. This institution has got to go and it needs to be replaced with something that can be useful. And mm. privacy coins are perfect. Yeah, it. you're right. They they're really hate Monero. Yeah, the, the feds really hate it. The government literally said... That the only reason that somebody would want privacy is because they're doing something wrong. Did they literally actually say that? Because, I mean, it's kind of a it, – it's one of those questions that people ask. Well, what do you want your privacy for? Well, they didn't – they literally said that you can infer that Ian is guilty because these people want privacy. Therefore, if they want privacy, then he should have known they were criminals. That's that's right. what they suggested. And, you know, the, the, the most interesting part of the whole case to me is, like, why – I, I think proof that it just – Ian petrifies these people to death. I think proof of that is 
what if Ian wasn't selling crypto? What if Ian was selling Beanie Babies or mm -hmm. baseball cards or rare Legos? Why would that be any different than cryptocurrency? Because Beanie Babies aren't money. And according to the government, cryptocurrency is also not money. Oh, no, no. They certainly Depends are. on which agency you're yeah. talking about. According <laughs> to the judge, right. Bitcoin is quote-unquote funds because some other judge said so. But no legislator has ever come out and actually done this the right way and decided what it actually is. So yep. it's just a bunch of... Um, crap. It's, it's legislating from the bench. Yeah, that's the, that. the most frustrating part of this is a, a bureaucracy says a thing. A judge supports the thing that was said by the bureaucracy and it becomes law. Well, there was never one of these liars and thieves that we elect up there as, uh, and call honor, honorable. Um, or a representative. A representative. We, never one of them voted on this. They haven't managed to get themselves, uh, you know, you know uh, pulled away from their fight long enough to do this. Well, there's supposed to be a check on this, and it's supposed to be called the jury, but unfortunately, the government has that covered with the public school system, and they mm -hmm. made people stupid enough that they can just say, listen, we're saying a thing, you have to believe it. One of the other things I wanted to bring up, and I wonder what your take is on this, is whatever maybe uh, your attorney said, but what about the, uh, the recent Supreme Court case, uh, West Virginia versus um, EPA? You know anything about that? Yeah, that was that actually um, – so I'm not a, enough of a legal scholar to really be able to uh, explain it. But as I understand that case, basically the Supreme Court ruled that the EPA had uh, had uh, overreached in its regulatory authority, so-called, and that, uh, that it needed to be beaten back and that government agencies are not allowed to regulate beyond the – uh, prescription of the federal uh, the legislature or something like mm -hmm. that is that how you understand it yes that's exactly how i understand it basically they're like they're they're calling shots that are resulting in and uh you know doctrines that are being viewed as law when they are in fact not law no they are um very very um sloppily adhered to to the point where the spirit of the legislation that the statute that backs them mm -hmm. isn't at all being followed. Um, and this should affect all government agencies, not just the EPA. So that would go, you know, this brings into question things like, is the FBI allowed to exist at all? You know, things like that. Yeah, and that's that's an that, interesting question. But probably more importantly is that if Congress doesn't claim that Bitcoin is money, if Congress doesn't make a law Which that says they have that, not yet done that, uh, the, that's the case. Is if Congress doesn't define what Bitcoin is, then can regulatory bodies, who by the way define it differently, mm -hmm. IRS calls it one thing, FinCEN right. calls it another, and the idea that somehow we're supposed to know how to uh, handle it, you know, if, uh, on one hand, Ian, you're just too much of a criminal because you know too much law. On the other hand, if you don't know enough law, it's no excuse. It's crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to point out, Matt, uh, that this issue was brought up actually in a motion early on before months before we actually went to trial. Uh, it was actually Ari's attorney who filed the motion, but my attorney joined it. So uh, we've, we've got the same motion, essentially. And it was bringing up that EPA case, made the arguments that uh, this this case absolutely applies here. And uh, there was a certain term of like great questions sorts of cases. I don't know. That's not like the exact big word. Question. Yeah, like significant question, I think, was what it was. 
And uh, we tried to make the argument that this was one of those cases and the federal uh, legislature did not talk about Bitcoin in the money transmitter statutes. And the judge, of course, denied the motion. But the motion was made. And so, therefore, that should be an appealable point. I can't say for sure or not whether that will be included in our appeal since I can't talk about that. But it is preserved for an appeal. It could be something that we go forward on for sure. You know, one more case that I want to bring up that should apply to all agencies. This is one that, you know, lands in my backyard because I'm such a gun dude that I heard came up a whole bunch at the trial. Oh, yeah. For oh, yeah. reasons that had nothing to do with you. Um, but the. Yes, really- you, before you go on, you who own guns legally in New Hampshire, yeah. including having multiple federal permits that you've acquired over yeah. the years, which yeah. means that you have no criminal history and they certainly knew right. who you were because they were eyeballing the house for months and checking license plates and things like that to identify yeah. the people who lived here and doing research upon them. They used you as the primary excuse for why it was they had to do a shock and awe Osama bin Laden style attack. Well, they also uh, mentioned a, a, a an umbrella that I had an umbrella sword, allegedly. an umbrella sword, which is you know this plastic movie prop, mm-hmm. and this is the reason for body armor and yeah. tanks and drones and smashing Don't everything. Don't forget about the night vision and the helmets and the mm-hmm. camo. We're going to continue here with uh, Alu calling us from the Liberty Block. Alu, welcome. Hi guys, um, I was only at the trial for the. Closing arguments, unfortunately, was not able to make it for any of the uh, actual testimony and stuff. But from what I saw, the prosecution did not have a strong case at all. It was rather weak. Um, and, and I was surprised because I was feeling pretty optimistic. I'm pretty surprised that the jury still convicted on all counts. Yeah. Um, I think that the interesting point I want to make is that a few others have mentioned already, Bonnie and Matt and the others, that Bitcoin is um, money and currency and investment and assets and stock and this and that and commodity. And it's whatever it is whatever suits them, whatever suits whatever agency, IRS or SEC. And again, they, they can do whatever they want. They can say that a banana is money and you can't argue. You can't punish them. They have all the power. We are but their powerless serfs that we must bow down and obey. Um, mm-hmm. So that's an interesting point. The other one was privacy. And I think I turned to Bonnie and Nikki at a point the other day and I said, because they were making up privacy to be a, a inherently bad thing. Sure. How dare you want privacy? And I, and I said, Bonnie, do you have a curtain on your windows? Do you lock the bathroom door when you go to the bathroom and shower? Why do you do it? What are you hiding? You must be a criminal. And yep. she said, nope, that's actually pretty normal. I, I don't want the whole world seeing my body. And um, that's a privacy thing. It's not about crime. I don't have a crime, you know, um, committing inside, but I have curtains because I like privacy. And, that, mm-hmm. and that's my goddamn right. Um, so that's, you know, I think that's a great point. I, I hope to see me at some point during the trial. Um, but it was just, it was sad to see that the prosecution was uh, essentially insinuating that anyone who wants privacy must be up to no good. Well, Ian did say at one point, uh, very poignantly, privacy matters. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't hammer home a lot about privacy on the trial. But honestly, I I don't feel like it would have made any difference on this jury. I mean, they were just... Well, not on the jury. It's uh, just yeah. appealable issues, right? Mm. Well, that won't matter to the judges either. <laughs> they don't care about that. Uh, so they're well, only the turning this over they, on They've ruled points. that there's a right to privacy in the Constitution. Well, good luck with that. The other big thing I was going to say is the theory of the peers thing. I found kind of interesting always it's in the Constitution. Um, but can you ever really have a jury of your peers? Obviously, every person is unique. Which mm-hmm. Us voluntarists understand that concept, I think, maybe more than some other um, normal or status people. And, for instance, I would say more so than a New Hampshire citizen, which is the only way they define it, I would say your peers would be voluntarists, peaceful people, sure. um, crypto people, um, you know, 
people who are into privacy. Like that, that would be the most important cohort of your peers. And again, it's hard for people to understand how you and I don't really think um, we're Americans and we're uh, faithful servants to the American and New Hampshire governments. And that was what define us. That's what defines us most. So our peers are just anyone who's from New Hampshire. From you know, I, I've struggled mm-hmm. with this. Who is uh, your peer? Because in this case, it's somebody from New Hampshire. Um, somebody living somebody in New Hampshire. Anyone all over New Hampshire probably lives in towns we've never been to. Some of them. It's like somebody registered to vote and or having a driver's license uh, state ID. That's what they pick them from, from what I understand. And um, but, you know, it's not I don't know what peer means precisely, but that's what they're defining it as. But I think that the probably to me, the first most important issue is. Why is it that the prosecution gets to kick out jurors? Any I can see why that would be the case for a defendant. Defendants should have – there's all kinds of things that are stacked against the defendant. Yeah, for instance, no and I think that most importantly, the defendant has to pay for their defense, mm-hmm. whereas the prosecution uses your tax money to do what they do. They get paid to put on the prosecution. There were six bureaucrats sitting on the one side – and there was Sisti and then his assistant um, and Ian on the other. That's so right. he was at the very least outnumbered um, two to one, two to one. Yep. But Ian wasn't really uh, one of these uh, people doing it. So call it three to one. Yeah. Um, and since, you know, his assistant isn't a lawyer, maybe it's six to one. Whatever the case may be, it doesn't really matter how you, you slice it. But clearly it was outnumbered. Why is it that, you know, they get to spend all that money? This was probably it was a lot certain, of money. certainly uh, millions of dollars just the investigation the alone. investigation was millions of dollars and who paid to fly in all those old people from around the country taxpayers did yep uh, very much so but i paid for them to fly here and why? to try to screw you yes that's yep. right well, and and uh, ultimately you know that's that's what occurred but it seems like the jury should be well the prosecution should be stuck with their citizenry mm. they shouldn't be able to kick anybody out yeah. i can see why the defense can say how you know not this one not that one we don't want people who are related to cops or whatever mm-hmm. the situation might be but you know why, that doesn't need to be fair and then of course the very fair um two closing statements for the prosecution one right. closing state for the defense totally fair and they get the the last you know, e- anytime you're in an argument with someone, you know the last word is important. Yep, sure is. Yeah, the whole deck is stacked. And, and, you know, as you guys pointed out, that's if you can afford the bail, right? Like, you can, if you can't be outside of a jail cell to prepare your case, you have you no have chance. Ch- no chance. And what about people who literally just can't afford to take two to three weeks or however long the jury and judge want off of work and yeah. just be at that courthouse? Right. And eat out all the time? Yeah, we paid a lot of money for lunches. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. I just want to thank you, Ian, for being such a powerful force against one of the most corrosive uh, forces I see in our society, which is taboos. And Mm -hmm. I think um, so much of the political elite power structure depends on these taboos that um, they just have to have to attack vehemently anyone who's kind of a warrior against taboos, anyone who's truly into free speech and freedom. I think the the way they enslave us is by introducing taboos and then you know, you're so right. One of the um, items that the prosecution used to go against Ian was they showed a picture of someone who ended up being a scammer, but Ian sold Bitcoin to him 
and he thought that he was sell- selling it to this man through a third party, and it turned out to be a scam. And you know, Ian eventually f- found out it was a scam, maybe through this case. Mm-hmm. But they showed a picture of him, and he was a African man in in Nigeria, and he happened to not be wearing a shirt. And uh, he was like obviously in his own home, and Ian had instructed him to take a picture of himself with his ID. And the prosecution showed that picture and said, "Does this because ma- he had claimed to Ian that he had a business?" And he said, "Does this man look like the CEO of a company?" This black man, like that. All yeah. they didn't say this yeah. black man, but that was what. What else? they said? Does this shirtless man look like he's a CEO of a company? Yeah, I don't I, know. They I were just trying to say that. black people can't black. People who wear, African, don't wear shirts. African people can't run com, uh, countries. Or I don't know what he was saying exactly. The it was CEO, crazy. Obviously, a CEO would put on a shirt for this picture. I don't know what they were saying, but it sounded a lot like this African man couldn't possibly run anything but a scam. Mm-hmm. You know, right, Andrew? Yeah, I mean. Um... You know, just the the idea that something is unfashionable or oh, you shouldn't shouldn't go there, shouldn't shouldn't say that. It's uh, you know, it can start off as kind of mild political correctness. But I think the first person to really get banned from Twitter high profile was um, Milo for set for like criticizing the Ghostbusters movie or something, and that's pretty <laughs> wow. soon it's up. You can't. You can't criticize the vaccine. You got to take the vaccine. Yeah. Don't. Oh, you can't post so, about Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah. True yeah, story. Like, can't post about it. Steal elections, push vaccines, and it all, all starts, you know, by gently introducing taboos and kind of cracking them over time. And I think one of the reasons you've attracted so much, not just this case, but others, so much of the wrath of the state, Ian, is that you're, you're a loud voice who speaks speaks his mind, is willing to open up the conversation and doesn't care about taboos. And that's just... Well, thank uh, you, Andrew. I appreciate the kind words and thanks for the call tonight. We go to TJ the Spy on the line in Colorado. Go ahead, TJ. Greetings, Bonnie, Mark, and Ian. Hello. I wanted to... Yes. I just wanted to say I'm sorry to hear about it and I was kind of bummed at work when I heard the verdict. But... uh, you know, I want to write a sentencing letter uh, to Judge Laplantis. Do I hand that to Mark Sisti, your attorney? Should I give it to you? So is there a court address I send it to? We haven't gone that far yet, but a couple of people have mentioned that they want to do that. And I think it'd be really nice just get anyone, like anyone that wants to at all, to write a good uh, letter. And like, I don't know who we'll get it to, but we'll we'll figure that out. I suspect it'll be Sisti, uh, my attorney, but yeah, I'm sure we will figure that out in the coming There's months. no way to just write directly to the judge, okay. so it would have to be Sisti, probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's going to happen to, you know, I was calling because I was wondering about the future of Free Talk Live because, you know, come April, when the sentencing people come around, uh, you know, who's going to, you know, is Free Talk Live going to continue on in a new shape or form, or is Mark going to like take take the reins and assassinate you to inherit everything that Bitcoin, uh, the entire free church owns. I don't. Apparently, know. I don't have to assassinate him. <laughs> uh, it's an excellent question, TJ. Uh, we've got some talented people behind the scenes here at Free Talk Live, and 
if the worst case happens and they take me into a prison cell, which is obviously what they intend to do, uh, it, you know, it's ultimately going to be up to the judge and whether or not we're able to appeal and whether or not I'm able to stay out upon appeal. So there's still some questions in the air, but yeah. obviously it's not looking particularly good at this right. point. So things look significantly different tonight than they did last night. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, last night, I believe... Well, I believed that Ian was going to be found not guilty of at six of the eight charges, maybe seven of the eight charges. Mm-hmm. Um, that was what my sort of belief and my take on it was. Um, tonight, we know that Ian's going to be found guilty of all eight. Yep. So, and that there's a possibility of Ian going to prison for quite some time. And we have to figure out what we're going to do with Free Talk Live in that time frame. Um, you know, I... Certainly would be willing to listen to any listeners that had any ideas about how to handle all of this, but it's uh, it, it remains up in the air. I think we know more now than we did before, and we have to figure out what's going to happen. Well, I'm certainly willing to move back to Keene and, and go in with a, a camera and uh, pay your property tax and $1 bills and say, think of how many... Uh, how much you have to steal from people to pay for your worthless jobs, your <laughs> worthless government jobs. And Are you really going to move back to Keenan and James? Teasing. He's teasing. I'm teasing. Well, my, I'm, my life is with James, and James, he likes to visit. He might visit, but he's never going to move back. Well, never say never. <laughs> never well, say never, but... He's made it adamantly clear that he wants to move on with something else. And well, so I think I that said, it's okay. This is instructive to some extent, Ian, right? Like, to some extent, it's the move to New Hampshire, get active for liberty, mm-hmm. and play stupid games, win stupid prizes, right? Like, that's why we're here right now. That's mm-hmm. why we've got the situation we've got. They want people to be afraid. They want people to be afraid of joining the Free State Project. They want them to not come here because they think that the the feds are targeting people. And the the feds are targeting people. That's absolutely true. And if you thought you were going to be able to be a libertarian activist who actually had made an impact without getting their attention, you need to think again. Well, I think that uh, I totally, totally agree. And and that's why I said I was happy with the first FBI raid. Uh, partly because I was on MDMA and LSD when it happened. And if you want to see that, you can head over to my channel at TJ the Spy and uh, on YouTube and watch the video of the first raid where I parade around naked saying I want my attorney and I have nothing to say. And uh, that was those were some good times. Yeah. But, hey, look, I don't blame yeah. you or James for wanting to retire from activism and and take it easy. I mean, there's no obligation for people to continue for their whole lives. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but but generally, I do think Bonnie's absolutely right that people who love liberty need to do more than just be tweeting. And uh, they need to get up and physically move together. Now, whether that's moving to Mark's uh, Honduras paradise or whether it's moving to New Hampshire, you got to have a community around you that has uh, that has a like mind. I think that's one of the most important. Well, I think things. that that's the best thing, right? Like to have people, you know, to have your friends, to live near your friends yeah. and be be near your well, family and things like that. Secretly, I will tell you, James enjoyed. He said that's the one thing he misses about New Hampshire out here in Denver. It's kind of lonely because there's like five libertarians in Denver County. Mm, wow. That's and we sad. all, you know, meet, you know, we meet once a month and complain about the government. But it's not anything like, you know, the whole fabric and community where you of, of New Hampshire and Keene yeah. and 
all this crypto stuff, crypto accepting businesses and well nothing like it I'll here, there's praying. no doubt. Yes. Well I'll be praying for you and Bonnie and just remember no jail cell can ever stop the two of you from loving each other. Thank you, TJ, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. You know, I've heard the news about the interest rates going up. The Federal Reserve is raising them. It seems like just about every month they have a meeting. I don't think it's quite every month, but roughly sometimes they take a month off. But roughly every month they have a meeting and they raise, they've been raising the rates all year long. And it's like record amounts of rate, rate raising. <laughs> and uh, the news media will say, if you, you know, if you look enough stories about it, they'll point out that this means that not as many people are going to get home mortgages or somebody might not buy or might not get a like a business loan or something like that because the rates are too high. And they're like, you know what? I don't need to start this business now or I don't need to buy this. They home may not choose all. to get the loan, but the loans are still floating around out there. Believe me, many, many, many companies would love to give you an eight percent loan. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But but again, the the price going up of these loans is going to dissuade people from getting them. And that's sort of the supposed intention here. But the thing they haven't reported on that I learned from Ron Paul is that also when they raise these interest rates, the federal government has to pay more interest on the money that they've borrowed from the Federal Reserve. Yeah, it's an important distinction, right? Apparently, the federal government has themselves an adjustable rate loan. With the Federal Reserve, so the more the Federal Reserve ups the rates, the more the taxpayers are on the hook for paying that extra increase. So is that happening right now? It's happening. Right? Every time they raise the rates, taxpayers have to pay more. And so he points out here that the uh, federal government's fiscal picture is made worse by the fact that the Social Security so-called trust fund will begin to run deficits by 2035. While the Medicare trust fund will run deficits by 2028. I mean, that's, that's you know, five years away. The, well, the, by the way, there's been solutions to this that have been proffered to the American people and to the representatives for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rand Paul and Ron Paul both had solutions that were offered as far as the budget goes. But somehow, ladies and gentlemen, the solution at one point was every uh, you know government bureaucrat out there had to cut one penny from their program. No can do. Right. They just couldn't cut one penny. Somehow, they could not make it on the cost from last year less 1%. 1%, yeah. Yeah. One penny and, per dollar. Um, you know, that then it's gone up to three three pennies. Now it's six is the proposal if you want to see things wound back. They're not going to do it. And they're not going to. They're just going to print their way, they think, out of this problem. Right. Monetary, m- modern work. monetary theory is dis- self-destructive. Yeah, well, Sorry, it's, it's the just, people that are going to have to pay the price for this, not well, the politicians. Well, they've been letting it go on. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I, I left America a couple of years ago, and y'all can deal with it. Those of us who know the truth have two responsibilities. The first is to make the necessary plans to ensure our families can survive in the forthcoming turmoil. And the second is to do all we can to introduce as many people as possible to the ideas of liberty, which, of course, is... Ron Paul's lifelong mission. The man is a nonstop uh, liberty and peace activist, even into his 1980s, uh, 1980s, <laughs> into his 80s. But he's been doing it since before the 80s. And uh, he's just he's a he's an incredible icon for a reason. The guy is he's got so much energy and he's a he's a wonderful influence. And his understanding of economics has made him relatively wealthy in a ways in way, you know, it, by means that the rest of the representatives out there didn't use. They they just did insider trading. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he he invested in gold buddies. at the right times and things like that. Um, I largely agree with what he has to say here. 
Yeah, well, and it comes back around to something we were talking about before, which is having people of like mind in nearby you know, vicinity to you. Because if there is going to be this economic crisis he's talking about, uh, that uh, if there is going to be violence, if there is going to be social unrest, then you've got to have a social support network. You've got to have a community on which you can rely, whether it be to get some, you know, vegetables or, or beef or trade it or whatever with uh, with people that you know and, and you care about, or whether it be for self-defense of a neighborhood or something like that, you've got to have like-minded people together. Now, something the two of you were talking about during the break has to do with, Mark, your idea of leaving the United States and going to somewhere like an island off of Honduras, for instance, and having a community there of like-minded people. And I think, Bonnie, you were saying you weren't so interested in that, and somehow that no, got to taxation. it wasn't that. It was just that he said that if I don't like paying taxes, I should move. And I said there's nowhere that is a place I want to go that would make me not pay taxes there and would not steal from me there. He said, there's deserted islands. I was like, well, sorry, Mark, I don't want to live on a deserted island. Right. And uh, I think that that's uh, that's a point I would like to make is is that you've got to live somewhere Mm -hmm. and likely that place has a government and has a tax structure. And if you move to a place, I say you opt into that tax structure. Here's my point. If you go to a restaurant and you come in and you sit down, you order food and you eat the food and then you prepare to leave and and they're like, excuse me, sir, could you pay for the bill? And you're like, hey. You didn't. I didn't sign anything that said I'd pay a bill. I didn't, uh, you know, do any. But, but, sir, it's it's understood. It's customary. If you come in, you eat, you pay. You saw it on the menu. Well, well you've got not a necessarily. Argument. Not every menu has prices okay. on it. But just for the sake of arguments, we'll say that you didn't see the menu. But have you never gotten anything at a restaurant that uh, you know had? Well, anyway, we, for the sake of argument, we'll say you didn't see the menu. You well, said, I think you have a strong argument, Mark. I yeah. mean, if you're going to a place. Arguably, you're consenting to follow that place's Good. rules. But are you saying that I moved here because I wasn't born in New Hampshire? Because I would say I'm in a unique situation because my dad is in the military and I'm not really from anywhere. If my if they get to steal my dad from me for most of my life and make me move around every three years, then I think I sh- should be able to live in any of the states. All right, it is uh, Free Talk Live after show. We have not done one of these in quite some time. Every now and then we have an Edgington Post after show, but uh, the actual in-studio things, we haven't done in quite a while. So welcome to it here. Uh, it's Ian and Bonnie and Mark continuing a conversation from on the air because, well, we, well we've you don't a need to callers. recap because everybody who's listening. They already know that. That's uh, true. Is listening. You know, everybody's they're only listening to the podcast. So we can go from wherever we go from. But my point that I want to make is, is with with Ian Jr., the the analogy that I was making there with uh, your child that was born in my condo complex <laughs> and was arguing with me the exact same point because I I use the the the. The argument that you've had before, Bonnie, I'm only arguing with Mark in the past. I'm not arguing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mark in the past would have made the point that, hey, if you're talking about a person who's in their family home and has never moved, then maybe they have a legitimate argument that they don't have to pay tax. Mm-hmm. But I would say, no, that's not true. Because if I'm king of the condo and your kid is standing right in the spot that he was born, geography, you know, I've, I've, I've eliminated the geography argument. He still owes. But no, you didn't. Because that's a really rare scenario where people well, yeah. have for hundreds of years lived in renting. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure way, way more people actually can find the house that their like great great grandparents built and say I shouldn't have to pay property taxes on this. Well, that's what you know what a condo is. Well, I'm saying I just said renting because it's like right. a, a apartment, but, but a condo a house, isn't. But you're renting it. You own it, but you have to pay a homeowner's fee for it. So I'm trying to come up with the best example possible. But fine, let's go with. I have a an island, and only the only thing on it are single family homes with yards. No problem. No, my it's still different. It is a problem. My my thing is like some people literally went and built the, their house before property taxes were a thing, and why can't they property give that to their kids? Property taxes have been a thing at, since the United States started. They started with uh, the terminology was quit rents. Uh, before even the Revolutionary War, property even tax- just like Prairie people just went and found house or went and built their own houses, and they had to pay Perfect. the government. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, so they would get a, uh, they would go and they would get a homestead, and in most cases they didn't have to pay. But that what they would do is they'd get together in towns, and then they would vote on things. We want a school for our kids. We want roads running in this place or that. We need a bridge across this creek or whatever the the thing is, and then they would vote to pay for it and. Thus empowering um, their their newfound government to do things, they would they they tax themselves. So those people had an agreement together, not their children, and not their children's children, and not their children's children's children. And I don't understand why you don't understand that. Like somebody created a government, that's not a person. It doesn't live for, for eternity. And if people are like, if people one day wake up and they're like, uh, yeah, I don't like this agreement. I don't understand why their great great grandparents have any control over how much money they have to give to this thing called the government that's not a person. Well, yeah, you shouldn't be obligated to pay a debt that your dad incurred. That wasn't well, your choice. That's fundamentally the, uh, the, the you know the fiat currency system and what we have now, a debt-based system and allowing governments to run in the red. And that what you're saying is, is that governments should run in a certain way, and they should. Mm-hmm. Like, there's better and worse governments, and I'm absolutely willing to say that. And I think that the best governments are governments that need to compete for your citizenship. Where did this word government even exactly come from? Because in the example you gave government. of the prairie people, and I know that that's your new idea. So the idea you gave of the government or prairie people, that's just an organization of people that are living at that time. Right. I understand that. But like those people want governance for themselves. But they they were self-governing and making agreements. It's like if, me saying like I drove Captain to the airport and he gave me some money for it that somehow that's like has to live on in eternity for eternity and like i have to demand it from him again i i don't understand like well maybe I, that's not the best example there's momentum to governments i agree and you know i don't like bureaucracies that are in place you know supporting bureaucracies for the sake of bureaucracies i'm not arguing that government is good i'm gov- arguing that government is legitimate no i'm arguing that it's not i'm saying even if I agreed with some people to make a school for my kids and we were all going to pay for it, I don't understand why that has to live on for eternity. That's just what has happened. That's what happens when you empower these organizations. So and this just- is why governments need to be private service providing organizations rather than and, and like, see, the, 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 the part that, that we got lied to about was land ownership. You believe you own land, but you know you don't, mm-hmm. right? You don't own, the church doesn't own this property here that we're in. It doesn't own it. Mm-hmm. 
The town of Keene owns this property, and it gets that license from the state of New Hampshire, who has its being because the United States government allows it to exist. If the United States government wanted New Hampshire to disappear, you better goddamn well believe it it would. And ultimately, that's that. Now, the fact that New Hampshire is getting populated by people who might not let that happen, but, you know, I, I'm just imagining this is the way it's going to go, is that New Hampshire would disappear. But, I mean, if I run my own little government where, you know, we've got all these little families that rent from me, you know, rent, they have a homeowner's association fee, no difference than a tax. It's just another tax overlay for the cost of living in a given place because living in a given place doesn't isn't free. It, it has Never to be said paid. It was. Never I, said I'm it. not claim, claiming the Jew. And certainly school doesn't cost what they tax you for for schools in a given place. And you are better parents. You're better off not sending your kid and perpetuating this fucking catastrophe that the United States government calls a, uh, a public school system. Yeah, but you don't get to not pay for it. I, uh, you don't get to not pay for it because you choose to live in a place that says that you must pay for but it. That's the thing. There's I no have, that's the thing. It, the thing is, I choose to live in a place, and these people are trying to uh, extort money from me. I don't think that my decision on where to live should have anything to do with uh, criminals trying to extort money from me for something I a don't use at all because I don't have kids, or b just don't owe them because. I own the land that I, I should own the land that I bought. I love the idea that you own the land that you bought. And I love the idea that we would have uh, governments that would somehow not be attached to land masses. But I would love but the But that's idea, not planet Earth. That's not what I was saying, though. I wasn't okay. saying, like, we should have a better government. I was saying that we shouldn't have a government. We should have private things. And that it's just govern like, you, which would be a government. It wouldn't govern you. I don't understand why you think that you would be governing the people that live in your condos. You would be. I mean, look, if Al down the hall decides that he's going to play his trombone at three o'clock in the fucking morning, walking up and down the goddamn halls, you're going to want some government right freaking now. Okay, well, what like, if- Bonnie, stop bothering me. I'm playing the trombone. And he says, no, I'm not going to stop. So then you're like, Mark, Mark. People can choose not to Al's live in. playing his goddamn trombone at 3 o'clock in the morning again, and I'm going to have to go in there, and I'm going to have to say, Al, if you play that trombone one more fucking time, I'm going to take that little slider, and I'm going to slide it up your fucking ass. Well, I've never <laughs> lived anywhere with the HOA where you could call them and get them to take care of the people next door, but people also don't have to live in condos where they're connected to people. I'm not claiming that they do, Bonnie. What I'm claiming is, is that... Every, every place needs governance. Okay. Everybody wants government of some sort. They You're want called, management like, I would never call my land owner or my, my, my landlord a govern, he, that he's governing. You're me. just arguing about terminology here. Do you want him to be called a DRO defense uh, re- resolution organization? I mean, like, I don't care what term we use for government. It's still government. He wouldn't be governing me. He could tell me, I don't, you, if you don't do what you agreed to do, then you got to get out and be like, all right, I'm getting out. That's what the government does. No, it doesn't. Right now. It puts you in a cage if, it, if you don't do something that you never agreed not to do. The, um, like, you can't sign a homeowners association uh, waiver that has all the rules in it. You can move to a different house that doesn't have a homeowners association. Where? There's lots of houses that don't have yeah, homeowners. You can go when to you places. join a homeowners association, you're presented with the rules. Yeah. You are. Yeah. But 
those those rules are laid on top of the laws that exist in that given community. So they 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 say right in the rules, like right in the first thing, you will obey all laws and rules of again this uh, this geographic area, blah blah blah, and then all this bullshit on top of it, right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I've never signed one of those things, so I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I get what you're saying, Mark. You're saying that there's a certain way that things are. Yep. And that's the way it is. Uh, I get what Bonnie's saying. She's saying that uh, we didn't get a chance to agree to these laws and rules and all that. It's impossible to know what they all are. At least in a homeowners association, you can actually know what they all are. You can read whatever the the status of that sure. homeowners you association. You can read the laws is. in a given place too. No, you sure cannot. There's no. There's no way that you can do that. You can certainly get started. Good luck. You can have a productive know. life. Most and of them do won't it. apply to you. But they still want you to know them all anyway, and you can't possibly. It doesn't know what matter they all if you are. can know them all or not. It, it's just like these people are dead that created the laws. Why do I? I that's not a, a contract at that point. Yeah, I'm. I do not have a contract with any dead person, and I never will because they're dead. All right. Well, let's use the example with Ian Jr. again. Um, is Ian Jr. living in a house or a condo? Does it matter? No, because I don't want to use that example oh, because his example. parents ex- uh, agreed, and my parents didn't agree to do anything. Ultimately, Maybe they did when they joined the somebody's military, but. parents moved here, right? And they said when they moved here, I will obey all laws of the United States of America and the state in which I reside and blah, blah, blah. I mean, they didn't all that do that. That didn't exist Native forever. Native Americans did that, yeah. yeah that didn't here. exist forever. Well, I'm People not Native American. I'm but English. I get the frustration here because Irish. ultimately, I mean, Mark isn't per se wrong, but he is still wrong. Like, he's wrong in that... There is a key difference between a homeowners association and the government, and that is consent. But you know, how do we get from where we are, which is this? But you consent this society when you move which, to a given place. But most people do not consent when they move to a given place. I did not consent. You consent when you go to the restaurant to pay your That's a damn private plate. Place. The well, government now it's because it's private. The government is not the, private. What's the, the government- distinction between the government being private and public? What does that mean to you? They're not a human being. They never gave Neither me a contract. Neither is the restaurant. If I go to Outback, the, I still have to fucking The owner of the restaurant pay. is, and the management, and the people that you're dealing with are. Outback isn't. I didn't go into New Hampshire and, and see something written somewhere and say, all right, I will not sell Bitcoin and then sign well, it. Okay. So I'm not talking about Ian's case specifically. I, I believe I, we're talking about a miscarriage of justice and in that circumstance. Um, but what you... You know, what's obvious in New Hampshire is, is that if you drive on their roads, you need to pay for the gas that has the road tax in it rather than running out to Troy where they have the um, recreational fuel place and buying and, and, you know, pumping all your gas from recreational fuel and not paying a tax. But it, there's another way of doing that, which is the government doesn't exist and people privately own the gov- own the roads and I pay them and I wouldn't call that a tax I would say that's not a tax cuz it's voluntary because I wouldn't use the road if I didn't agree to it the uh, department of transportation functionally is very similar to an organization that would own the roads no it's not because it has the the first of all it it hires a third party so the third party actually builds the roads and stuff and then we pay it through this a road third party and it makes it really expensive like there's no well, reason for it to be that way oh it's absolutely and far more expensive i can't just be. Be, call them or leave them a google rating and say there's a pothole here they they will not give a shit 
Well, when I called them on a pothole, they said they asked me where it was and they offered to pay for the tire that I popped um, in it. One of the key differences between the situation you're talking about, Mark, where you've got this private neighborhood or private apartment complex or condo or whatever, and then there's somebody born within it that doesn't consent to the agreements. You give them that, that person the option of, hey, you can agree to this agreement like your parents agreed to and you can stay here or you can leave. That's not the same option that the federal government is giving people. They're saying, you do what we say, or we'll either kill you or throw you in a cage. There's in fact, no if option they to leave. leave. If they want to leave, sometimes they have to pay a prohibitively large amount, like Roger Veer. Right. There are certainly people that have to pay. That's because they're a criminal enterprise and not an actual apartment complex or a condo association. If you, if you leave before you have $2 million in assets, you don't have to pay an exit fee. If you leave after you have $2 million in assets, then you do have to pay an exit fee. I'm telling you the rules now, so now you know them. Once you're a libertarian and you realize that you don't own your property, and once you're a libertarian and you realize the government is an organization that is modeled after kings and slave masters. Right, not a condo association. Well, a condo association isn't that much different. Now, it's that hold much up, different. Hold on. It because the condo no association was on a piece of terra nullius where I am the king. The mm. condo association is my kingdom. It didn't even happen like that in the United States. It. They came and stole people's land and killed people. Well, my, know, one of my ancestors is... At what point is, do you, forgive, do you give, forgive that? Well, I just never think it makes violence. it... Yeah, I don't I don't forgive it. It doesn't make it, uh, like... It, it doesn't... Like, one of my ancestors is Roger Williams from massachusetts and then he went to rhode island and found a rhode island yep. and he was trying to tell the people like listen Founder i'm i'm Baptist, working Baptist. with the natives and they want uh you know they're 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 willing to work with us all we have to do is work with them and they kicked him out of massachusetts because they wanted to kill the indians okay and um there was other ways to do it that was my point but the point that i'm trying to make here is is that there are people alive right now in miami florida who say that fucking castro took our land from us and we want it back and we'll never be happy until it is. They live a life of pain and regret because they're still waiting on justice to be done that will never be done. There are people who say who are in displaced right now in Israel because they're like our family lived here as renters at one point and you know the Israeli government needs to make us whole and you know, the Armenians and it just goes back and back and back with displaced people no and doubt. these you sorts of things. You got to get over it at some at point. At some I point or another you, you have to give up the notion but the violence the government but that owns the land no, you and they're don't. violent. I don't think that that's like Countering what I was saying anyway, because I wasn't saying, oh, Roger Williams got kicked out. I was just giving an example that there was other ways to do it. But just because those people, the native people who lived here, your point is that they can't be sad about it anymore, doesn't mean that I have to say that the government legitimately owns the land. I can be a third party. I'm not Native American and I'm not the government. And I can say that's really messed up. I don't think there's any reason that you actually own the land. Criminals do not own the things that they steal. That's the point I'm trying to make. That's the question. Okay, so I've got in my mouth some gold, mm-hmm. right? And gold has either been dug out of the ground recently or it has been other things, mm-hmm. right? And this gold, one one molecule of it, could have been in Solomon's stores, right? It could have been uh, stolen from people previously. At what point does somebody who has a claim on a molecule of gold in my gold tooth uh, just give it up because I'm not giving it back to them. That molecule's mine. I paid for it. 
Well, you're a human being and you paid for it. You didn't just go and kill somebody and take their tooth and put it in your mouth. Um, The United States government bought the Louisiana Purchase. They uh, stolen money. And that's only half of the country. The um, and there's nothing they can do that is legitimate, and that it sounds like what you're trying to do is legitimize taxes. He's trying to legitimize you, his government. That's what he's been doing. That the, 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 yours would be legitimate because it would be private property, and you would be. It is their private there. property, no, motherfucker. They'll shoot you over it. They like, are criminals. They okay, don't own anything. Fine, stay here and stand up to them and see what the fuck happens. Look what's happening. I'm, that's, I know what happens. I, I want more people to, to see what happens. The, 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 that that's what. That's that's the mistake that's being made here. The The United States belongs to the United States government. New Hampshire belongs to New Hampshire and Keene belongs to Keene. And until there are you, no such things. The, the, there are, are just names and there's criminal, Mark Edge and his Freedom Kingdom, those are right? Just names but you're a human being. Groups. You can own something. Something called Keene doesn't exist there's and therefore can't own Keen. anything. Look, hold and on. he doesn't hold own Keene. Nobody wait, 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 has wait, wait, ever said he On my land, um, you know, my Freedom Kingdom, I say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of these people and they're arguing and blah, blah, blah. I'm sick of it. I'm going to let them elect their mayor every year. And then he can deal with this bullshit. And then I just step down and they begin electing their mayor. Does that mayor have legitimacy because I've named him as my successor and they've been and then he's been elected? Is election are elections the problem? No, it's the violence that's the problem. In that what case, if the mayors, they agreed to okay, it. In okay, that wait, case, wait, wait, they wait. agreed to your little homeowners association. So violence isn't the issue. Yes, it absolutely people is. People agree to violence. Hold on. Wait. What if one of the stipulations in my the place I live is is that under for certain crimes mm-hmm. we have a timeout, an adult timeout with bars. And um, now you're talking about consensual actions here, Mark. You're talking about people agreeing. I'm people not saying all violence to is violence. bad. We know that all violence is not bad. Okay. We understand that aggressive violence is the problem. So if you've consented to a set of rules, then you, you consent are, by staying that here. That is bullshit, and you know it's bullshit. Why is it you bar- are not free why. to leave. What? You're on the plantation, and you are only able to oh, leave good, at good, master's good, good. permission. I, thank you for bringing it up. All right. So um, throughout you have to hum- get master's permission to leave. Throughout human history, we have uh, had one form of slavery or another, right? There was a time mm-hmm. in human history when one out of 17 males could reproduce. And the reason wasn't because they were ugly. The reason was because their balls were taken at a very young age. Hmm. Slavery has evolved over time. And I'm willing to concede that we uh, exist under a form of bondage. But, um, you know, let's go into it for a second. How much does a passport cost? If you can get it, 150 bucks. Oh, please. I, I mean, almost anybody can get a passport. Not you. Not me. <laughs> That's true. 150 bucks. All right. We're mm-hmm. talking about people generally and consent and these sorts of things and slavery. So 150 bucks. How much, how long does it take to earn $150? I don't know. 15 hours if yeah. you make. A couple days. Two days. An hour. Perfect. Um, let me ask you this. We're talking about these historical slaves throughout the last 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. If you go back and ask any of them. If they would be willing to work two days for their freedom, do you think they would freedom, complain? You still have to pay income tax, according to that, the gang. I, you know, the United States you live is, somewhere else. The United States is unique in the, uh, the way that they ask for income tax. However, it's worth pointing out 
that if if you're married, you can make more than $200,000 per year, which is much higher than the vast majority of people who live in the United States. You can make $200,000 a year, and these are in foreign countries where it's cheaper to live, by the way. And you can um, and without getting without paying U.S. tax on it. So only people who may as make an expatriate, more than, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to look it up. It's like two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars for a married couple. Whatever, you got to look it up. It's not, I'm not your tax consultant, but it is a large number that you have to pay income tax on. It's mm-hmm. true, and it's wrong, but it's a very small amount of people. And this is why people like Roger Veer give up their citizenship because they don't want to pay that tax for the services they're not getting. I will concede that the United States government is unique and wrong on that particular issue. But none of the other ones? I I think that ultimately (laughs) you're making a decision to live here. If I say I'm going to live in Florida, I'm opting into the tax program. Believe me, I'm going to pay as little as I possibly can get away with. Of course, you also have to get permission from the other criminal enterprises in the other places to go there. So even though you might be free to leave, are you free to go where you want to go? Yeah, true. What if uh, Ian really wanted to move and he decided the best place that would align with his values the most was Canada? He's not allowed to go to Canada. Well, I'm sorry. He broke Canada's rules and Canada gets to decide because they own Canada. The Canadians own no, Canada. That's, that's where you're wrong. The These are criminal enterprises, and they don't Fine, own they shit. are criminal enterprises. That criminal gang owns Canada. They occupy it, that's for sure. They, they, they fun- Ownership is about control, and you certainly don't control it. No, here's the fundamental problem. you don't have any right to go to Canada. Mark really believes that might makes right, and that... I believe that there All is such properties. thing as wrong and right, and Mark doesn't. Because I think that it's wrong to just say... I I mean, I'm just going to kill people and now I own this place and Mark doesn't. So I don't understand why we're even That's having this true. conversation because I'll never agree to that. Give yes. up on the notion that somehow everything is ever going to be just. Just forget it. It's never going to happen. Not it's a in, waste of a lifetimes. life. That's, that's, you that's have true. just 70 years left on this planet. Is that right? That's I don't want to be 96. Fine, 60 years left on this planet. Don't waste it. Worrying about whether your your enemies have, uh, you know, all this is the niggling over the smallest issues. I don't they care own about. It. I don't care about like my enemies in other places and, and stuff like that. I care about the people that agree with me, and I think we should all move to the same place. There's no better place on this earth that I think of than New New Hampshire. Well, the reason the problem I have with the Free State Project is is slightly different than that, but I'll go ahead and roll that out for you too. One I have several problems with it, but one of them is I'm going to Utila where I bought a piece of land. Everyone agrees that it is mine and I can set up the rules I, wait, on this wait, piece of land as true. I wish. Don't you pay property tax? Sorry. Uh, doesn't There's a little bit of property tax but there. But doesn't that mean that they technically own it? I know you're saying you, they won't come roll tanks, but what if they but they still own it? They do. Uh, they fundamentally own it. Yes. I mean, I they if we want to talk about Morazan City, they have gotten a dispensation from the government uh, against property tax if that matters to you. If that's the one thing that makes a difference. No, I wasn't asking about property tax. Oh, wait, they don't have to pay property tax in Morazan City? No, they are a ZA, and ZAs are the freest places on the planet. Until they, they undo the ZA. Until, uh, oh, yeah. until they, they violate the rule. Already vote so to do that. currently they've undone the ZA law. Not the, mm-hmm. They can't undo the, the constitutional aspects, and they still 
Morazan, Unless they change the Constitution. Morazan, the piece of land that is called Morazan well, City, has a 50-year right to have its own civil law, its own cops, its own uh, regulations, its own taxation structure, its own everything. But, but Mark, according to you, it's right for the government to just say, eh, and just kill them I'm all. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying, saying you can't do anything about it. You're the social contract sucks. Stop fucking signing it. That's no what I'm saying. No yes, they did. It. Whenever nope. you go to New Hampshire and you say, hey, here I am. I'm with the Free State Project. All y'all are dumb and stupid, and I'm going to tell you how to run a government. Then we're going to take over, and you're going to fucking suck it or leave. I would but actually rather dissolve thing. the government, starting with the, the city you're, and town you're levels. You're not going to get what you want. No, I'm you're just saying, if you're, if you're, don't happens. put words in my mouth. That's what I was saying. I was saying, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to tell people how to run a government. I'd rather dissolve them. The, free state, the problem I have with the Free State Project is you are... 5,000 people that show up in a, in a state of 1.4 million, you tell them, fuck off, we're going to run this shit the way we want to run it, whereas I say move to a place where we have bought this and we're starting with almost freedom and we'll do our best to get a little farther and we'll do it in the nicest way possible because that's what works. Well, we'll see if it works or not It's over not that time. I don't want it to work for you, Mark. It's just that I don't think it's a better solution necessarily. Morazon.city is uh, freer than New Hampshire will be in your lifetime. And I don't want right to live now. in a small, like, how, how big I is it? I got it. You don't want to be there. That's fine. But... So if that's Don't my only like, other option, if my well, if you're saying, sh- oh, well, you can't least- li- living in New, you can't complain about anything in New Hampshire because you could live in Morazon City. I don't want to live in basically a little neighborhood with a few other people and. I just don't want to live there, so it's not it's not a good answer to me. Well, shove your freedom down the throats of the people of New Hampshire and see how they react. Well, luckily, not all of them disagree with freedom. Enough of them do. That Ian's facing twenty years in prison. Right now, today. You can only point to 12 in that one instance. Those are the 12 that mattered. They're pissed. People in New Hampshire are not happy with the notion that you've moved here to tell them what to do. That what, and didn't they're even reacting. Come up to the court but yet people one are getting time. voted in. People are getting, uh, Most 50 of the people are getting voted, voted in. As you know, many of the people who are getting voted in are getting voted in surreptitiously. I don't think so. This year, there was a huge uh, campaign by the Democrats to mm-hmm. out all the free staters in a way that they never had before, and uh, more free staters got elected than ever before. Matt Santanastasso was the head of the thing that the Democrats freaked out about more than anyone else and tried harder to get uh, to not get reelected than anyone else, and he got reelected. Well, um, you know, there's some bitterness and from you, you mean? No, oh. I don't care about New Hampshire. You <laughs> guys, you guys can slip on, the, slip on the ice as much as you there's want. There's no doubt there's bitterness. I of course there's going to be bitterness morning. when you try to change things. There's abs- that's absolutely true. There's no doubt about it. The, why try to change it? Why because spend your you life doing it? you have to do it? something with your life. And, Go to Morazan.city and, and I don't want to just sit there and, and uh, live free. in, in a, like, like a five-mile radius. Thank God somebody did it. You don't want to be free. You want to fight a motherfucker. I didn't That's say I don't want to be, be free. I don't think it's freedom to sit in a place. I used to live in a place that it was five miles in uh, diameter, and I don't want to do that again. That's not freedom to me. One you always f- say that you need to have the freedoms that you actually want. I don't want to sit around with 20 other families and th- their stupid, stinky kids and sit in humidity 
That's not what I want to do. That's well, not freedom yeah, for me. What's wrong with what Ron Paul's talking about here, which is spreading the ideas of freedom, getting people concentrated in the same place, and getting those people to make a change to the way society operates, where people actually value the ideals that we're talking about. I understand you don't think it's possible. Oh, it's not that I point. just don't. It's not that I don't think it's possible. I don't think it's worth it. Well, I that's think your when you value can already system, have freedom. A significantly higher level of freedom that you'll but have. But she just told you that's not the kind of freedom she's looking then for. Then she should do what she wants. Then she is. And you're trying to talk her and others like her out of it. And that's fine. That's I'm talking about the legitimacy of government here. That's where we all started. Mm-hmm. And that's and now the point you're trying, I'm trying to talk about people shouldn't move to it, New Hampshire. If I was just like the government's no. legitimate and I uh, have to accept it, I would rather just go live in San Antonio. I have said multiple times on this show multiple times so please don't misquote me if you want to fight for freedom if the invigorating struggle for liberty excites you move to new hampshire and enjoy that oh great because i however have lived here for 15 years and have come to the conclusion you're not going to get the level of freedom that is currently available in morazon city Mm -hmm. and by the way more people move there it gets better um but you know, you're not going to get that in your lifetime. If that's not what you want to do, cool beans, okay, man. Okay, good, because you used to say, oh, well, only some libertarians should move to New Hampshire. Only, some only the should. people in Maine or... or no, uh, that was... I said there were three categories. <laughs> Pay a goddamn attention. There is category one. The closer you are in proximity to the state of New Hampshire, right? Like if you're a, if you're a, a, a libertarian and you live in... Uh, Brattleboro, Vermont. What the fuck are you doing? Pick up and move to to Chesterfield, New Hampshire. Mm-mm. It's a goddamn four miles from where you are, and mm. enjoy living in the free state as opposed to living in Vermont. Okay, that's group number one. Group number two: people who want to be politicians, libertarians who want to get involved in the political process. You know those kind of people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by the invigorating struggle for freedom. I really don't believe that doing, uh, you know, social theater downtown Keene does anything for liberty. I don't believe that Robin Hooding does anything for liberty. I do believe getting involved in the political process does. I also believe that Bitcoin activism does. At least I hope it does. And um, then the third group was sociopaths that want to pretend to be libertarians get elected, and then turn on their brethren. Because that's worked well for those fuckers, too. Those okay, are the three you're leaving out are... anybody outside of the nearby area that no, just wants to live in a freer you community. You don't have to be all three of these things. But you left out those people. People okay. who are outside of this area, who don't care about politics, who want to get just involved in the biggest libertarian community I on think the that, planet. that describes most of them. Most of them uh, want to just come up here and just basically live in agorist communities, and they don't want to get involved in the political process or even, like, protests or anything like that. And the first time I called in on this, I asked you if there were other groups. And you were like, I'm fucking outraged that you would even say that there are not every goddamn person that I think should move should move. <laughs> right? Like, what? Man, I'm just asking you a question. And this is the, you know, so maybe it's right for people who want to live in libertarian communities. I'm not entirely sure I agree with that, but I'll think about it. I'll ruminate on the subject. Yours might be right for the kind of person who wants to live in a very small place 
with very you know little to do in the community yeah, outside of the small place. I hate to make it sound place. like I think no one should live there, but like my like if like my parents were libertarians, maybe they'd like it there and stuff like that. But I just wouldn't. I don't want to live in a place where I have to feel like the. Well, I, I don't. I dislike the notion that you're making a decision about a place you've never been. Um, I would like you to take a visit, and we will have festivals and these sorts of things where people can Great. do just that. Well, I think that's something that people should consider. I, I think that your idea is a fine idea, Mark, and uh, there's definitely a market for that. And, there's and by the also way, there's an market... annual rave on the the island, and we're going to uh, host that and uh, have tents, and people are going to stay. And Great, use the, that sounds uh, like a lot of fun. All right, so we're uh, we're past thirty minutes here on this after show. We're going to wrap this thing up. I think both ideas are. Thank you, good. Bonnie. I love you. <laughs> and uh, and I think that uh, people should check out Mark's thing, but I think the people that don't want to move to uh, another place that's a small place in a foreign country, there's no better place than here in New Hampshire. And there's you know the proof's in the pudding. We're having tremendous success, even though some people are uh, butthurt about it. That's going to happen when you try to change things. Butthurt. Funny use of words. <laughs>